Yo, what's up, Ninja Turtle fans? Welcome back to another episode of Booyaka Show. As always, I am your host, Zach Norris, and in today's episode, we are talking about two things, Ninja Turtle toys and San Diego Comic-Con. That is right. We're a little over a week away from San Diego Comic-Con, and I wanted to drop a quick little episode, which you guys know me, it's probably not going to end up being that quick, but I wanted to drop an episode that highlights the craziness that is Ninja Turtle toys as we lead into this San Diego Comic-Con. You guys have been paying attention to toy websites and Instagram and all that good stuff, and you know, just like I know, that this year is a heavy year for Ninja Turtle toys. So I wanted to talk about some of my favorite stuff that has been revealed that is going to be that is going to be out there, excuse me, at San Diego Comic-Con. Talk about why I like it, talk about the ones I don't like and why I don't like it, and just give you guys a little bit of a heads up as we head into the big show. As usual though, before we begin, want to give some props to some homies. Want to start out by shouting out the good folks at TMNT Minute. You can find those guys on Twitter at TMNT Minute. That's TMNT, M-I-N-U-T-E. Those dudes do a great show where they discuss the Ninja Turtle movies minute by minute, hence the name, right on point, right? But I wanted to mention them first today because they just dropped an episode where they interviewed Robbie Rist. Now, the name might not sound familiar to some of you, but if you heard this guy's voice, you would know exactly who he is and exactly who I'm talking about. Robbie voiced Michelangelo in the 1990 movie, the 1991 sequel, and then the third movie. He was the voice actor for Michelangelo for all three of the original Turtle movies. TMNT Minute did an interview with Robbie, and it is great. You get some great insights into Robbie and how he started his career and who he is as a person. And then I actually did a lot of learning from the uh, TMNT Minute crew as well, because they've done a bunch of interviews. So they've got some insights from different, you know, actors and producers and even the composers, stuff like that. They've talked to a lot of people throughout Turtles history. So they've got a lot of insight that they kind of shared with Robbie and that they kind of bounce things back and forth and ended up being a really good episode. I got some good info, some good laughs. So go ahead, check those guys out wherever you listen to your podcast. They're everywhere. And then as always, got to shout out the homies over at Turtle Flakes. You guys can find them on Twitter at Turtle Flakes. That's T-U-R-T-L-E-F-L-A-K-E-S. Rob and Josh produce a great Turtles podcast that is almost weekly. Uh, They discuss any and all things Turtles. I am very impatiently awaiting their next comic book episode because uh, their last few episodes have been about the uh, IDW ongoing Ninja Turtle comic and there was just a big, big, big development in TMNT issue 95. So I'm very excited to hear Rob and Josh's thoughts about that. Those guys do a great job of breaking down and discussing and sharing thoughts and ideas and opinions on whichever part of Turtle media they are talking about and they talk about all of it. So uh, give those guys a shout. You can check them out at turtleflakes.com or wherever you listen to your pods. And then last, but definitely not least, if you guys notice that my voice is a little weird, it is A, it's late here, and B, I've been fighting this kind of weird cough, throat issue thing, so I'm, I'm feeling a little off my game. It's a little late, I, later than I wanted to start recording this, but I wanted to get it done because I don't want to have this episode come out after Comic-Con and I've got a wedding this weekend and then back to work and Comic-Con starts and so trying to get this done a little bit later than I normally would but that is neither here nor there. Last but not least in terms of the shout outs, gotta shout out my boy Drew. Drew, what's up? Thank you. I appreciate you. As I told y'all in the last episode, Drew hooked me up with a little care package of turtles, and when I say hooked me up, I mean it. This dude hooked me up, and I'm going to break down what exactly Drew sent here in a second. It's going to be a perfect transition to Toy Talk, but before we do that, again, I just want to say, Drew, thank you, man. I appreciate all the sweet turtle stuff. I appreciate your friendship, Uh, getting uh, getting your pod... See, told y'all, it's late. I'm on the struggle bus right now trying to get these words out. Excuse me. Drew, getting your feedback on the podcast, always encouraging, always meaningful. I appreciate having a good friend to talk turtles with. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Y'all find Drew over on Instagram at TMNT Drewizzle. That's T-M-N-T-D-R-E-W-I-Z-Z-L-E. 
And with that being said, let's talk about this care package that Drew hooked me up with. So first and foremost, going to get the little easy ones out of the way. So Drew sent me a little plastic bag of Mega Constructs Turtles. You guys know what those are. It's a bunch of um, kind of Lego style Ninja Turtles, but Mega Constructs has their own style, their own look. Uh, Drew sent me a little Ziploc bag full of those guys, mostly themed around, you know, the 2012 show. That's when they were doing those pretty tough. Then Drew also sent me these little interesting kind of two inch. They're based on the 2012 show and they are apparently of Japanese origin because all the instructions and paperwork that come with them are in Japanese. They're like little quarter machine two inch turtles based on the 2012 show. Uh, And when I say quarter machine, I don't know if there's a technical name for those, but you know, the machine you put quarters in and toys and stuff comes out. He sent me a set of the four turtles. And again, they're maybe two inches tall, but to be two inches tall, they're painted really cool. They look really cool. And they're going to make some great little additions somewhere on my desk and or Ninja Turtle shelf. Might even take them to work so they can just kind of post up uh, on my desk above me and kind of have my back. But yeah, Drew sent me a couple different art books that IDW published, one focusing on works by Kevin Eastman and then one working on, excuse me, one focusing on the works of Kevin and Peter Laird from early turtles to now. Drew also sent me a couple of knockoff NECA Mirage turtles. Now, I missed this boat when NECA did the original set of Mirage turtles. And I know they're super sought after now. Finding one of them, you know, in package, you're paying 100, 125, maybe more, depending on which turtle it is and what condition the, you know, packaging itself is in. They have the four set, you know, the four pack that you can get. They're all pretty pricey now, almost impossible to track down. But there's bootlegs and knockoffs all over eBay. Um, I don't remember exactly how Drew explained this situation to me, but basically he had a set of original ones, but something happened with the weapons. So he bought a couple knockoffs to replace the the weapons with his original set. And so he had a loose Mikey and a loose Raph to donate to the cause of Zach's collection. And so he sent those my way. So I have some great looking NECA bootlegs of Mirage Mikey and Mirage Raph. And I've got to say, I usually stay away from bootlegs because I want to support companies that make dope stuff and I don't want to give people, I don't want to give money to people who don't care, you know, and it's just people somewhere using these molds from factories just trying to make a quick buck. And on one aspect of it, I do appreciate everybody's hustle. On another aspect of it, like I said, I want to support good companies and support the real work and the people that, you know, put this work into these things behind the scenes. So I stay away from bootlegs. But Drew sent me these, and they've almost 100% turned me around on these because they look great, they feel great, they pose great, and now I have two of the four turtles, and I'm definitely contemplating finishing up the set. Maybe I'll get there. There's, As you guys are about to find out in this episode, there's a lot of turtles to spend money on right now, so the knockoffs aren't really high on my priority list, but might need them eventually. Almost there with the contents of Drew's care package. Next up, Drew sent me a 2013 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive shredder that Playmates made. And if you guys want to take a look at any of this stuff, you can peep them on my Instagram. That's at ZosoTMNT. That's at Z-O-S-O-T-M-N-T. I posted a lot of this stuff there and talked about why I liked it. So if you want to see the visuals, go ahead and check those out. But this... SDCC exclusive shredder is awesome. It is a version of the original shredder toy from the 2012 line, but he has metallic armor, like the vac metal kind of shiny chromey armor, and a base plate that you can stand him on to help him stand and pose. He is not the most articulated action figure that came from the 2012 line, but the paint and details in his face. The paint details on his armor and then the vac metal shiny chromey armor makes him very, very rad. And I'm very, very hyped to have this shredder. Uh, It's really cool knowing that, 
you know, we got this great version of Turtles from 2012 to 2017. And this dude was one of the first Comic-Con exclusives that came from it. And it's actually, believe it or not, it's the first Shredder toy that I have from the 2012 series. So excited to add more Shredders from that show, but I'm glad that I started with what could arguably be the best one. And to follow that up, Drew also sent me a 2012 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, which was the little Leo statue that they made that year where he's kind of all blacked out and he's black and green. Only blue hit is his bandana. He's The sculpt is from the first wave of Playmates figures that dropped for the 2012 series. He doesn't move, unfortunately, but he looks incredibly cool. Looks kind of like the early promotional art style you'd see where the turtles were green and gray and black and they had these really bold, hyper stylized, you know, artwork kind of comic book look to them. Uh, I don't know if that makes 100% sense, but if you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. You've probably seen it in some kind of promotional material or somewhere in a book or something, but the turtles would be green with like little gray highlights and little black shadows. And the only things you could see that were color were their bandanas and their white eyes. They basically made a statue of Leo of that. And again, I wish he had some movement to him, but he looks incredible and he looks great next to other 2012 Turtles. And again, he's the first Comic-Con exclusive for that version of Turtles. So pretty cool to have him. Once again, Drew, I appreciate you, boss. I know Leo is your favorite, so I appreciate you uh, being kind enough and generous enough to part ways with him. So thanks again, bud. Anyways, guys. So once again, thanks, Drew. Appreciate the sweet care package, man. Hope you're well. Hope the family's well. But let's go ahead and talk about San Diego Comic-Con and the approaching Turtle Mania, shall we? So like I said, guys, this year there's a handful of San Diego Comic-Con exclusives based around the Turtles. I want to tell you guys which ones I'm thirsty for, which ones I'm going to pass on. Uh, We've got everything from high-dollar NECA figures to a Hot Wheels party van and a lot of stuff in between. That's just collectibles too. Obviously, it's Comic-Con. There's going to be comic books. There's going to be art. going to be all that good stuff. But right now, we're going to start by digging into some turtle toys. First up on my list of interesting and or super hype San Diego Comic-Con Ninja Turtle toys is the Hot Wheels Diecast TMNT Party Van by Mattel. This thing... I was not super interested when I saw it, and it's a good thing that I wasn't super interested because by the time I saw it, it had already the pre-order had already sold out. But basically, this is a die-cast Hot Wheels car. I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening to this podcast, or at least mostly everybody listening to this podcast, is familiar with Hot Wheels. You know, little one-inch, two-inch cars made of metal. Well, Hot Wheels decided to do the Turtles Party Van. So you can get for $25, you can get a die-cast party van that actually has turtles molded into it. So there's two in the driver's seat and passenger seat, and then there's one in the little fold-out door that has the gun on it, and then there's one standing in the back of the van. Looks pretty cool. Not really up my alley. I'm not a Hot Wheels guy, especially coming in at $25. That's a bit hefty for a little you know, two-inch car does come in a display-ready little packaging tube. It's like this clear cylindrical tube that has some artwork behind it that looks like a kind of cityscape, so it looks like the Turtles van is actually cruising through the streets of New York. It's, it's not bad to look at. It's fun. It looks good. It looks like it's well-executed. It, I mean, it's just a mini metal replica of the you know famous Turtles party van, but again, not really my kind of deal. I'm not a Hot Wheels guy. But what I am going to do is I'm going to read you guys. So on the back of the packaging, there's almost like a little warning sign that says party wagon pulverizing pavement pounder. Say that five times fast. I can barely say it once. And I'm just going to read you guys the rest of this little um, caption from the label. So it says Cowabunga Hot Wheels recreates the original TMNT party wagon from the classic cartoon show. This die-cast van pops out of a downtown sewer armed to the half-shell with missiles, machine guns, and more. 
Raise and lower the twin missile launchers, open the side door to check out your favorite band of heroes getting ready for battle, or the most awesome pizza party ever. And again, that is a little caption from a warning sign on the back of the packaging. Uh, Again, the packaging is display ready. You don't even have to take this guy out of the packaging for it to be displayed sweet. But like I said, guys, $25 for a Hot Wheels? I don't see any... Let me see if I can find some numbers on this guy. I'm looking at the site. It went up for pre-order on June 17th. It went up and it went quickly... You can get them at Mattel's booth at San Diego Comic-Con. Limited quantities available. No numbers on that, but the quantities are limited. You guys know what that means. There's probably 60,000 of them. Okay, just kidding, but for real. So yeah, Hot Wheels TMNT party van. Sure, there's somebody out there that's going to love it, somebody that's going to like it, somebody that might have to pay you know, the resale scalper price on eBay, but that guy is not going to be me. On to the next one. So next up, guys, is actually the item that I'm probably the most excited about. Item or items that I'm most excited about. These guys are way more up my alley than the Hot Wheels party van. But I do have a little bit of beef with them calling the release of these a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive because you're only going to get one of these at Comic-Con and the rest of them are coming out the rest of the year. And of course, I am referring to the DC Collectibles Batman vs. TMNT 2-packs. These guys are $50 each, but to me, that is nothing. And I don't mean that as in $50 is nothing because $50 is $50. But for the for what looks like the quality and level of toy you're getting in these two packs, $50 is nothing. Nothing. Let me read you this little press release real quick. This is from DC Collectibles website. It says, all right, fans. GameStop is the exclusive home of the new Batman vs. TMNT action figure line. Each two-pack comes with a variety of accessories and hits stores beginning in September of 2019. Each two-pack is MSRP $49.99, but there's also a bundle you can purchase that will give you all the figures in one fell swoop. Now, of course, that bundle they're referring to is on the GameStop online pre-order, where you can pre-order all five uh, two-packs as a bundle for $250. So there's a couple things you can do here regarding the pre-order, and I'll explain what I ended up doing. But So the way these are releasing is in September, there's going to be two of these two packs releasing. One is going to be Batman and Leonardo. The next one is going to be Robin Robin and Raphael. Those both drop in September. In October, Batgirl and Donatello drop. In November, Alfred and Michelangelo drop. And then in December, Ra's al Ghul and Shredder drop. Now, what's cool about that is with this kind of staggered release is, to me, it gives you more time to spend money. And what I mean by that is the, the benefit to pre-ordering online with GameStop is that they don't charge you until the item ships, but you have to pay that all at once. So what your boy did was I went into GameStop, I put $10 down on each two-pack, so now I just have to pay them off as they come out. So... I don't get them all at once, but I do get them as they release, which I like better. I don't have to wait till December, which that's another kind of caveat to pre-ordering the bundle. You have to wait until the last two-pack is released to get everything. I would rather have them as they release. So, again, I went into GameStop, pre-ordered them. I'm going to pay them off as they come out and have them as they come out instead of ordering them online. But yeah, these things look Absolutely great. Now, of course, these are this is a follow-up announcement to the Bat Mikey that actually is the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, and that is the Michelangelo where he's wearing the cape and cowl that he's, you know, borrowing when he's in Batman's uh, Batcave, if you guys have seen the movie. So what I like about these is besides the fact that they look incredible, the sculpts are awesome, the paint is awesome, they, these figures look exactly how the characters look in the animated movie. And that was one of the things that I was kind of excited about when I saw the animated movie. I know a lot of people don't love the art style of the Turtles. I didn't dislike it. I do have beef with Donnie's head and face shape. He just seems like he got the kind of short end of the stick design-wise. Everybody else has, you know, such such good like emotion and kind of facial expressions and not 
not just on the toys, I'm talking about in the animation as well. And, and Donnie just looks kind of like his face and head just looks kind of flat and there's just nothing going on. At least nothing as interesting or as cool looking as Leo and Raph and Mikey. And maybe again, it's just because they did the kind of taller cylindrical shaped head. I don't know if that's just something my brain doesn't like, but anyways, enough about what I don't like. What I do like is almost everything else about these sets. Again, the sculpts look great. Their colors look rad. They come with a ton of accessories. Each turtle comes with at least two pairs of swappable hands. Everybody comes with pizza, even Batman. Batman comes with three different hands. And let me let me back it up a little bit. I'm getting a little excited about it. Can you guys tell that this is the thing I'm the most excited about? So again, there's five two-packs, staggered release. The five pairings that we get here are Batman and Leonardo, Robin and Raphael, Batgirl and Donatello, Alfred and Michelangelo, and then Ra's al Ghul and Shredder. And yes, you heard that right. We are getting another Shredder toy this year. In my opinion, he might be the best Shredder toy we're getting this year. No disrespect to NECA. This guy just looks great. But what I like about these pairings is that the characters that they paired up in the two packs, they actually kind of pair up in the movie in a way. So it makes sense that they're bundled together. You know, Batman is the leader of the Bat family. Leo is the leader of the Turtles. So that obviously makes sense. They look cool together. Blue Turtle, blue and gray Batman. Like I said, multiple hands for Batman, and he's got his grappling hook and a bat bomb and a batarang. Leo's got his swords, slice of pizza, multiple hands. Well, then the next pairing of Raph and Damien, or Raph and Robin, that makes sense because Damien is like the young, snarky, rude, crass, you know, young kid. And then Raph is cool but rude or cool but crude, depending on, you know, how your ears are tuned to that original intro. So these guys make sense. They kind of hit it off in the movie as well. They start out as, you know, disliking each other because they're both kind of jerks. And then they end up kind of having this affection for one another because they are a little rough around the edges. Now, these guys are also unique because Damien comes with an alternate head and Raph comes with an alternate head. The alternate, alternate head on Damien, he has his hood up, his hood from his cape. And then the alternate head on Raph, he's wearing a helmet that if you've seen the Batman vs. TMNT movie, you will recognize the helmet from the scene where Raph is riding on a motorcycle. And he's got this kind of mean, yell-looking face sculpted on, and I dig both head sculpts. The normal head sculpt is just him with kind of a, almost like a grumpy scowl, uh, or kind of grumpy smirk, but Raph is, as you guys know, Raph is my favorite turtle, and it's probably no exception here. I love the kind of olive skin tone that they did. Love his sculpt. He's kind of, you know, stocky and muscular. Comes with his size, comes with a slice of pizza, alternate head, alternate hands, and then Damien looks good. The head sculpt with the where the hood is up looks awesome. He comes with his bow staff, and then a short version of the bow staff comes with a sewer lid, uh, a batarang, a bat bomb, a grappling hook, and a slice of pizza. Like these things are loaded with accessories. I've seen a few people on Instagram and online kind of, you know, worried and or complaining about the fifty dollar price point, and I don't understand why people. I mean, I do understand, you know, 50 bucks, like I said, $50 is $50. And I understand not everybody has $50 to drop on one two pack, let alone five of them. But the people complaining, I'm just like, most adult action figures are around $20, $25 nowadays. I mean, NECA's two packs at Target are $51 or $52, whatever they are. And it's two figures with a bunch of accessories. That's just kind of the name of the game right now, you know, especially for this level of figure. Like these things look great. They look like they walked right out of the animated movie. Look like they've got some weight to them. Now, obviously, I haven't held one or seen one or touched one, um, but based on these pictures, they just look really good. Next two pack is Donatello and Batgirl. Donnie also comes with an alternate head sculpt where he's wearing like a helmet and kind of this eye. Uh, spectacle thing. Um, again, I think this is from a scene where he's either driving the party van or he's also on a motorcycle. Uh, Donnie comes with a TCRI canister, alternate hands, a uh, T-phone or shell phone or turtle comm, whichever version of the turtle cell phone device you want to call it. 
comes with his bow staff and a slice of pizza. And then Batgirl, who may... I, I know I was really hyped on Raph, and I'm really hyped on Shredder, but real talk, guys, Batgirl may be very subtly and very stealthfully stealing the show in these two packs. She just looks super, super cool. The face sculpt they did for her, her eyes and mouth, she's got this kind of like confident smirk thing going and she just looks super, super rad. It's a more modern Batgirl where she's got the kind of hip satchel thing and she's rocking the purple and yellow, the big kind of oversized dramatic eyes and the kind of Doc Martin style combat boots. She just looks super rad. She comes with alternate hands. She comes with a cell phone, a batarang, grappling hook, um, this kind of dart that looks like maybe a poison dart or tranquilizer dart. I also think that's a reference to the movie, obviously, but the Donnie and Batgirl set is definitely not lacking. On to Mikey and Alfred. Again, another cool pairing from the movie. Oh, also P.S. Donnie and Batgirl kind of like link up as like the science nerds in the movie, so their pairing makes sense. Maybe to people who haven't seen the movie, this is probably the most abnormal pairing here is Michelangelo and Alfred. But if you've seen the movie, you know that they, again, they don't get along at first because Michelangelo is scarfing pizza without napkins. He's skateboarding in the house. He's climbing all over things that don't belong to him. Alfred is kind of over him. But by the end of the movie, they, you know, they warm up to each other and have, they, they click, they hit it off. And Alfred comes with three sets of alternate hands, one of which looks to be a a hand for like sipping tea or sipping coffee out of his Superman mug that he comes with. But it's really funny to me because what it looks like is it's his thumb and his index finger closed together with his three fingers out, you know, like a, a proper British gentleman would sip his tea. But to me, it looks like Steph Curry or Clay Thompson just launched a three from, you know, six feet behind a three-point line and they drilled it and they're, you know, throwing up threes, splash bros. Shout out Clay Thompson. I hope he comes back from his injury happy and healthy. Anyways, so yeah, Alfred comes with a bunch of different hands. He comes with a coffee mug that has a Superman logo on it, comes with a slice of pizza. And then this Mikey, who is a quote-unquote normal version of Mikey or an uncowled version of Mikey, he, uh, or a naked version of Mikey, if you will. He comes with two nunchucks, three different sets of hands, a slice of pizza, and then a skateboard. And the skateboard looks really dope. I hope these, I hope the paint apps and, and paint stuff on the accessories comes out as good as it looks when these things hit retail because the, the product pictures that they've released for these, all the paint looks great on the accessories. Uh, the weapons are fully painted. You know, Mikey's nunchucks are brown, and then they have the silver for the metal part and his chain. The pizza has three different colors on it. I mean, it looks like DC just knocked these out of the park, and I'm really, really hoping that the quality and feel of them ends up being as good as these guys look. Uh, I don't have any toys from DC collectibles, so I don't have anything to compare them against. I guess we'll find out in like a week or so when I get my. Uh, bat mikey that i pre-ordered see how these guys ended up you know how they end up quality wise but yeah last but not least we have maybe the most interesting set these guys have the least amount of accessories but Ra's al ghul and shredder look absolutely menacing i mean they just look super dope standing next to each other they look like the the last two bad guys you'd want to see in any movie or in real life or any video game Raish comes with his kind of dragon serpentine looking sword. Shredder comes with a TCRI canister. And I love, love, love this look of this Shredder. If you watch the behind the scenes features on the Blu-ray for the animated movie, the director, I believe, Jake Castorena, says that the inspiration for this version of Shredder was the 1990 movie Shredder and the cartoon Shredder, or at least the, the inspiration for his design, right? So you can totally see that. Maybe I, I might see it even more so in the figure than I did while I'm watching the movie because his clothing is maroon with purple accents. The maroon obviously being a reference, you know, to the 1990 movie. But then his, like the, the structure of his helmet and his mask looks very cartoony. His gauntlets look a little cartoony. 
but then he's got his long, you know, kind of cape, which obviously is in the cartoon, but he also has a cape in the movies. And then he's got this cool kind of scarf kind of thing that goes around his helmet and stuff and just, you know, something you don't often see on Shredder, but it looks really cool. And like I said, guys, there's a lot of Shredders happening this year. We've got the NECA 7-inch one in the Capture of Splinter set. There is, I believe, going to be, or excuse me, there's already the one from the two-packs that are the, the NECA two-packs at Target for, based on the cartoons. There, I don't, where did I see that there's, somebody online said that there's like four versions of Shredder coming out this year. Maybe they're just being dramatic or maybe they're referring to, oh no, I think they might be referring to this is three and then four would be maybe the Super Shredder from Turtles in Time that NECA revealed. Not sure if that's coming out this year or not, but anyways, lots of Shredders this year, lots of shredding going on. And to me, this one is the the coolest so far. I love, I mean, guys, I absolutely love the NECA Shredder from the 1990 movie. Great toy. Looks like he walked right out of the movie. But this one from this Batman TMNT movie is just, it's very fun. He's very menacing. He's very brutal. If you've seen the movie, you know how mean this dude is. And this action figure just looks like he nails it. And then there's kind of a little... There's a little, little tiny nod to the 2003 show on this Shredder. Uh, his belt has the Foot Clan logo from the 2003 cartoon series. But yeah, that is about that on the, the five two-packs, guys. These things look awesome. Like I said, I love the sculpts. All the paint apps look great. The colors look great. Batgirl and Shredder low-key stealing the show with their designs in execution. And like I said, I just... I hope that these things end up being and being as good in quality as they look because they look fantastic. So if the quality is even like 75, 80% as good as they look, we're going to have some dope turtle toys on our hands. So yeah, guys, keep an eye out for those. Go pre-order them at GameStop or pre-order them at GameStop online. All right, guys, so next up, this one just happened recently within the last day or so, this reveal. We are getting a Super 7 Reaction Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles box set as an STCC exclusive this year. Um, If you guys are familiar with Super 7, you know what they do with their reaction line. They grab a license. They make these cool little three, three and three quarter inch toys that are based on a very simple, very old school kind of toy setup. They've got leg joints at the hips shoulder joints or arm joints at the shoulders, their head moves, very low articulation, very simple designs, pretty simple paint most times. And they come on, uh, sometimes the card is the most interesting part of these things, but they've got all kinds of licenses, pop cultures, movies, comics, et cetera, et cetera, bands, whatever, you name it. And we know that Super 7 grabbed the uh, Ninja Turtle license. They had something at their booth at Toy Fair. So I was expecting something. I think a lot of us were expecting some kind of reveal at San Diego Comic-Con. Wasn't 100% expecting this. And this is this is the first release on the list that I'm like 50-50 on. I'm digging it, but I don't need it. But I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of growing on me. The turtles look super simple and fun in the reaction style. Their, their paint apps look like the original Playmates. Uh, paint apps. You know, Donnie is brown with the purple. Raph is kind of like the highlighter green, kind of with the red, yada, yada, yada. They follow those paint apps. But again, the style is super streamlined, super simplified. They look awesome. They look like a mix of the OG Playmates line mixed with like OG, super simple, like GI Joes or something, right? They, They look great. But the packaging is probably the best part. They come in this pizza box style package. And then the card backings for each character are shaped like pizza slices. And they actually kind of are part of the pizza box packaging. You kind of, they're like perforated. You pop them out and their cards are the slice of pizza. So pretty fun. You guys can see this on Instagram at Super7 or at ZosoTMNT. They're making their rounds on Instagram. And... Seems like there's a kind of mixed bag reaction to these so far, no pun intended. Some people seem to be really about it, and then some people are kind of like, 
mm, too simple for me. Doesn't look that cool. That's kind of where I'm at. I want to support Super Seven because they have a shop locally. So I want to support, you know, an independent toy company, especially with a shop here in San Diego. But I'm just not completely sold on them yet. Mostly, as cool as the packaging is, I think it's also kind of the downfall of the set because you won't be able to display it super easily. If you pop the figures out on their pizza slice card backs, they're pizza sliced. So they're triangles that are upside down. Like, I don't know if you're going to be able to, you're going to have to hang them, but then how are you going to hang them without putting a hole in them? You know, the, this set seems like it's kind of destined to have them be opened. You know what I mean? Another downfall, if downfall is the right word, is that the set is $75. So it's definitely a little bit of a setback for me who, you know, for me and people like me who have already pre-ordered certain things and are trying to get their hands on other things, I'm, like I said, I'm 50-50 on this set. So to see that price point, I'm like, whoa, it's a little bit heavier than I wanted it to be. But um, I have a feeling, like I said, these are growing on me. So I have a feeling that I might end up with a set, like I said, mostly because I want to support Super 7 and I'm excited to see what they do with Turtles. But also, I do like this different spin on the old style turtles. But the price point is a hang up for me. The packaging, as cool as it is, is also it it works for it and works against it. And then also, I'm not really big into collecting modern toys that are based off the old show or the old Playmates line. Like I didn't get the SH Figure Arts turtles from the cartoon based on the cartoon. I didn't go after the NECA Toon turtles. Just not really my steez. I don't love the 87 show the way I did when I was a kid. So I don't want to. I mean, there's so many, you know, collectible versions of the turtles like that. I just don't know if I need to add this one. But long story longer, guys. Fun set from Super 7. Looks really cool. The price is a little, uh, maybe they'll re release these uh, later solo uh, or the turtles individually might be the better way to grab them because the reaction figures are usually between $10 and $15. So you might save you a bit of money right there if you're not interested in the SDCC exclusive packaging. But yeah, fun little set. Might grab it, might not. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, guys. And then the last toy on my list, the last exclusive, the last... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles San Diego Comic-Con 2019 exclusive release is Playmates Rise of the TMNT Shredder figure. Playmates is releasing at San Diego Comic-Con this year a Rise of the TMNT Shredder. Now, if that sounds a little crazy to you, don't feel alone. Sounds a little crazy to me too because Rise hasn't revealed their Shredder yet. So I don't know what's going on here. Let me read you guys the, uh, the press release from, I think it's IGN. One second. Yep, so IGN had the press release for these guys. They said, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exclusive Shredder figure, the Shredder is back. Based on Nickelodeon's Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2019 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Shredder figure comes ready to attack. I wonder if whoever wrote this meant to rhyme those first two sentences. The Turtles' ultimate nemesis comes nearly, excuse me, the Turtles' ultimate nemesis stands nearly six inches tall and features a ball joint articulated head with a sinister facial expression and glowing red eyes, a body molded in translucent brown with gray metallic sprayed armor, and a shredding claw weapon accessory. He also has slide joint neck articulation, waist articulation, ball joint articulated shoulders, and hips, knees, and ankle articulation, so you can pose him in hundreds of different ways. Shredder comes packed out in a highly collectible, uniquely styled, five-sided, penta-shaped window box placed in a protective white mailer box calling out the 2019 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Suggested retail price of 30 bones. Yeah, guys, you heard me right. So, this guy's gotten the most mixed reaction that I've seen on the interweb, and I understand some of that backlash, quote-unquote backlash, but I also don't agree with all of it. The weirdest part of this release to me is the release itself. And what I mean by that is, again, Rise hasn't debuted or revealed their Shredder yet. But here comes Playmates dropping this 
right in the middle of San Diego Comic-Con. Boom. Rise of the Shredder. Or excuse me, Rise of the TMNT Shredder. Out of nowhere. Here he is. Here's what he looks like. Here's how he's going to be. And so I'm just, I'm confused as to how this gets past Nickelodeon's Turtles team or, or what went on behind the scenes with this release. You'd think it would be viewed as like a spoiler and that Nickelodeon and the Rise team wouldn't want this to happen, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Shredder will be revealed soon, so maybe this is a, a perfect hype machine. Yeah, just the release of this all seems weird. They're building up to Shredder in Rise. We, we know that the Foot Clan wants to you know bring him back, and Baron Draxon wants to bring him back. We know that he's like this mythical suit of armor, or he's like a demon spirit connected to a mythical suit of armor, but I just don't understand why the toy is dropping before we've seen the character in the show. Anyways, to focus on the toy though, I'm actually not mad at the figure and not mad at the design. I know a bunch of people online are. They think he looks like Megatron. They think he looks like the stone bad guys from the 2007 movie. Those are maybe fair observations, but I dig the way this dude looks. Again, in the show, Shredder is an ancient demon spirit attached to a set of mythical armor. Or at least that's how I took the explanation in the episode that this info was revealed, right? So to me, this Shredder figure definitely looks like a mythical suit of demon armor. He's got these brown hues of metallic and these gray and brown hues of metallic paint and translucent paint makes him look, you know, spirity and mystical and ancient. He's got these red eyes in the middle of this dragon creepy helmet mask face. Dig that. The only thing I'm not digging is the price. Playmates did this to us last year when they dropped the Rise of the TMNT Turtles. They were individually uh, packaged and they were sold for $30 a piece. So the San Diego Comic-Con 2018 exclusives were four turtles for $30, which would end up putting you at $120 for four turtles, which were basically just barely better painted versions of the toys that would come out a couple months later in Target and Walmart and yada 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 that you could give her eight bucks nine bucks so I never understood the pricing on that whole thing with Comic-Con last year it's just Playmates is like hey we're putting it in a fancier box and it says Comic-Con on it boom jack it up 20 bucks but then what do they do they start the sewer squad thing where you can where you can redeem your pizza points and if you pay $15, you get a set of the Turtle Toys that are the exact ones from San Diego Comic-Con 2018. They just don't have the cool boxes. So it's like Playmates messaging there was basically saying, like, you're not paying for the toys, you're paying for the boxes. Or at least that's the way I took it, because it seemed like a kind of mixed bag of marketing over there. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about, don't want to talk about the past. We're talking about the present, We're talking about the future. And again, I'm not digging this $30 price point. I mean, like the press release said, this, this Shredder figure is six inches tall. So he's a normal size figure that you'd see from a standard line. And I just, I don't know if that's worth 30 bucks. And then also, we don't know if Shredder will end up looking exactly like this in the show. Or if a standard retail version of the figure will resemble this version. But with Playmate's track record, I'm kind of curious. You know, they they released the standard Donatello for Rise has a head sculpt that looks nothing like Donatello looks in the cartoon. The standard Leonardo figure has a head sculpt that looks nothing like Leonardo looks in the cartoon. Now the Battle Show figures, again, if you guys have checked my Instagram and seen the swaps I did with the Battle Show figures, they have much better head sculpts, much more show accurate head sculpts. So part of me is like you know, people are kind of tripping on this design, and this might not even end up being the way Shredder looks. Because again, knowing Playmates and their history of, you know, not keeping things show accurate, I don't even know if I can trust the way that this Shredder looks. But I do know that I can trust my tastes in toys, and I think, I feel like this is a cool toy. I dig the way it looks, I dig the colors, I'm, I'm on board minus the price point. I might try and snag one, depending on how crazy the Nickelodeon lines are, but we will see. 
And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of this list. Again, I'm really tired, so I apologize for the mistakes, and I apologize for my voice. I know you guys are losing me. It's now past midnight here, so I will try to finish this up as strong as I can. But that's enough Turtles toy talk for now. I just want to hit you guys with a couple of panel and or signing updates if you're going to be at Comic-Con. You know, if you're a Turtles fan, and chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are a Ninja Turtles fan. If you're attending SDCC, then here are some things you might want to check out. First off, Nickelodeon is doing a 35 years of TMNT panel. You can find that at the Morgan Auditorium in the San Diego Public Library on Thursday the 18th. Panel starts at 4. The panel is going to have Andy Suriano and Ant Ward, who are currently the showrunners on Rise. It is going to have Ciro Nielli, who was the showrunner executive producer of the 2012 Turtles, and is going to have Kevin Eastman. So you're going to get three generations worth of Turtles creators talking about the various incarnations, the comics, the movies, the TV shows. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot, a lot, a lot about creative processes and differences between the shows and, you know, things that, you know, hold these characters together and keep us coming back for, you know, decade after decade. Again, it's a, it's a big year for Turtles. It's 35 years. So I'm, I'm expecting some cool things from this panel. I'm hoping to go check it out. Also another panel that I'm hoping to check out. IDW is having a TMNT The Road to 100 panel. Uh, Let me grab, I got a press release for this on my phone. Let me read this to y'all real quick. So on Friday the 19th at 2 p.m. in room 23 ABC says, Join moderator Patrick Ellers as he talks with TMNT co-creator Kevin Eastman, writer Tom Waltz, and editor Bobby Kernow as they share behind-the-scenes stories about the creation of the longest-running TMNT comic ever. And Bobby, I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong. I don't know if it's Kernow or Kernow. Either way, I apologize. The team will also share advanced looks at the upcoming issues leading to the monumental milestone number 100 issue, which comes out this fall, in addition to other news from IDW Publishing's TMNT line. So that is one that your boy feels like he has to be at. I absolutely want to be there for this panel. I'm hoping that I can get out of work to see these things. Like I said, the first panel that I talked about is Thursday. This one is Friday. And I would really, really like to hear Kevin and Tom and Bobby talk about City at War, this big eight-issue arc that has been going on now and is full of craziness, the big reveal at the end of issue 95, which has the internet in a storm. You know, issue first prints have sold out of issue 95, and it is now being resold for, you know, $30 for regular covers and up to $100 for the variants. Pretty crazy, but... Yeah, guys, those are two panels that I'm interested in as a Turtle fan. There are some IDW booth signings. You guys can check out IDW's Instagram page. I think they posted this schedule. Um, But on Sunday the 21st, there's two signings that y'all might be interested in. At 10 a.m., Stan Sakai will be there signing. Um, Obviously, Stan just dropped issue number one of the new Usagi over at IDW. So he'll be there signing for that. And then from 12 to 2... Kevin, Tom, and Bobby, again, will be at the IDW booth doing a signing where I'm sure you can take just about anything in there to get it signed as long as it says IDW and it says TMNT. So, Ninja Turtle fans, that is all I've got for you this time. That is as much San Diego Comic-Con Ninja Turtle madness that I can talk about. Tonight, I'm probably going to edit this episode in the next day or so if I get a chance to and get this posted. It will be up before San Diego Comic-Con. And then, like I said, I've got a wedding this weekend and then back to work and then Comic-Con happens next weekend. So you guys might not hear from me for a while, but the next time you hear from me will be post San Diego Comic-Con. And I'll probably end up doing an episode that is basically about that. It will be a post San Diego Comic-Con episode, and then we'll jump back into the episode breakdown and recaps. But hope you enjoyed this episode that's about absolutely nothing but toys in San Diego Comic-Con, because I enjoyed recording it. You know, even though I am tired and my voice is falling apart and my brain is falling apart, 
one of my favorite things about being a Turtles fan is seeing all the collectibles, all the art, all the comics, etc. that drop throughout the year, uh, especially around Comic-Con time. It just adds that extra air of, you know, magic. And sharing news and pics with, you know, friends and other collectors and you guys, the podcast listeners, it just makes it that much better. It's what, you know, builds up the community. So I appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you listening to me as I sound like probably hot garbage on this episode. But as always, guys, you can find me on Instagram where you don't have to listen to me. You can just look at stuff that I post. Uh, And then you can find me on Twitter where you, again, don't have to listen to me. You just read things that I say. Uh, You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ZosoTMNT. That is Z-O-S-O-T-M-N-T. You guys can find Booyaka Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and almost anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. Again, BooyakaShow.com coming soon. Make sure that you guys follow, subscribe, rate, and review the pod anywhere that you listen to it. The listening app of your choice. Make sure you guys just drop a rating and review. Those go a long way in terms of exposure. So I appreciate any and everyone who takes the time to do those things. This will, like I said, this is going to be the last time you guys hear from me for a week or so. But uh, when I get back to it, I will get back to it. You guys will hear from me sooner or later. As always, guys, I'm your host, Zach Norris. Thank you guys so much for listening to this crazy up and down emotional roller coaster of an episode. My throat and my head are killing me and hating me. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch y'all next time. Yeah! I've got an idea! Aww. Ah, sewer apples!